Truly, I tell you all, whoever does not receive the reign of God as a little child will never enter it. The gospel passage today contrasts the disciples and children to make a point about the reign of God. The disciples are focused on their power and their influence. But children have no status, no power, and are entirely dependent upon others. And in this passage, Jesus is subverting the place of children in his society. First, by taking them seriously as human persons, and as holding children up as a model for us if we want to enter the reign of God. Jesus' point is that we can't earn entrance into the kingdom. We can only receive it through our dependence upon God. Indeed, we must see ourselves as dependent upon God in the same way that a child is dependent upon adults to provide the necessities of life. But that is not really how we tend to function in our society today. We hold those who are self-made in high esteem. We value our independence. We credit ourselves when things go well, telling ourselves that we deserve it or have earned it through our own hard work. And if we are honest, sometimes only turning to God or even blaming God when things go badly. Jesus' point is that we are to be dependent on God in all things. But there is more going on here in this passage than the contrast between the status-driven disciples and the utterly dependent children. Jesus is talking about having a childlike faith. A childlike faith. But what does that mean? The spiritual writer Frederick Buechner said that children, unlike adults, tend to be more open to possibilities and are unburdened by preconceptions. Another writer talking about this passage said that a primary quality of children is that they receive everything as a gift. And the kingdom of God is a gift. There is certainly some truths to these statements about children. But they can also sound like rather idealized notions of children. For every sweet adorable memory I have as of our children when they were little, I also remember the tantrums, <laughs> the fights for attention, the stubbornness, having to create a demilitarized zone in the backseat of our car <laughs> on long road trips, right? In other words, Children can be childish. 
So the invitation here is to cultivate a childlike faith without being childish. And indeed, in this passage, it is the disciples who are being childish, not childlike. Certainly, children can possess a joy and wonder that can be hard to capture as adults. When we were in Malawi, Africa this summer, uh, visiting Agape Farm, the first week we were there at the children's corner, like, you know, well, uh, 180 kids or something, one of the things we brought were those tubes of solution in the wands to make, to blow bubbles. Most of these kids had never seen anything like that. And I think we spent an hour blowing bubbles as these kids joyously karate chopped them and kicked them like soccer balls and just the pure joy not only of something new but of just this extraordinary way of playing that they hadn't really uh, encountered that joy and that wonder was palpable thinking back to my own kids I remember going a bit crazy when my children were in that phase where they would ask why over and over and over about everything you said. Perhaps some of you have also experienced this. <laughs> but why? But why? But why? As an adult, I'm not sure I have ever been that curious about anything as my children were when they repeatedly wanted to know why. And a curiosity about God and how God works must be one of the main childlike qualities that we can strive to possess. So much of Jesus' ministry is about blowing up our preconceptions about God and God's reign. Can we be as adaptable as children are when God does something new in our lives? With both of our children, I remember giving them presents when they were quite young only to have them play with the wrapping paper and the box instead of the gift that was inside. I was like, wait, I, I gave you this gift, like you're playing with the box? But to me, this ended up being the most vivid image of having a childlike faith. The kingdom of God is the box and the wrapping paper. It is the fascination, the exploration, the openness. A childlike faith is unburdened by the preconception that the gift is the doll or the toy car and not the box it came in. Again and again, children flip our expectations. Children can receive the kingdom because they are open and receptive to a God who flips our expectations. I think children know God better than adults 
because they have had less time to build an identity separate from God. The story is told of a girl going to the crib of her infant sibling and saying, tell me about God, I'm starting to forget. A childlike faith is about stripping away our identity separate from God. It is also about seeing that the true gift is the giver. One of the beautiful things about Jesus is that his actions are so often his teachings. The people bringing children hoped that Jesus might touch them. But he does more than that. He takes the children up in his arms. And there is an incredible tenderness in that moment. Those who have no status, no autonomy, get Jesus' full affection. Perhaps even more affection than they get from their own parents. The message is clear that we too are supposed to act like Jesus with the children and not like the disciples. Some of us grew up in churches where children were to be seen but not heard. Any of you grow up in a church like that? A couple? God, thank God for those of you that didn't. The phrase, children should be seen but not heard, was coined by a 15th century English clergyman. And it had a lasting impact. But nothing could be further from the truth. Not only should children be allowed to be children in church. By the way, this is why we call our 9 a.m. family service a perfection-free zone. Just be yourself. But it is, in many ways, adults who are to listen to the lessons children can teach us. This intergenerational interaction of Jesus and the children is an icon of the church as it should be. And that really is one of our core values here at St. John's. Wilda Gaffney, the creator of the Year W lectionary that we are using, in her commentary about this passage, describes the church as a family of choice. I love that. She describes the church as a family of choice. And says, we are called to be family to each other, safe, nurturing, holding each other accountable, and calling to repentance and forgiving and healing with the help of God, following the example of God. And one of the things I love about St. John's is how we strive to live out this gospel and how we welcome children. Many years ago, close to the start of my tenure at St. John's, we had a parishioner who was 103 years old. And shortly, uh, shortly before her death, I asked her what her favorite part of church was. And she said, not the sermons, not the music, no, she said, 
It's when the children come in for communion because it gives her hope for the future. She meant the future of the church, but I think it meant something else also because on some level when she said that, I understood it also as hope for each one of us and our futures as followers of Jesus. Because when the children enter the church or when we see them singing or the pageant or, what, or whatever activities, it is a reminder to have a childlike faith. So when we see that, it is also hope for our future as Christians and followers of Jesus. Now, I love you all, but one of my favorite parts of church is giving children communion. Communion, this foretaste of the heavenly banquet, this enactment of the beloved community. And every Sunday, there are some children that come forward, and I hand them communion, and they receive it as a wondrous gift. And it reminds me, that's how I should receive it too. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the reign of God as a little child will never enter it.